Okay, welcome to 64, a chess podcast. I am David, coming at you live from Copenhagen, Denmark. My guest this week is FIDE world champion, Ruslan Ponomaryov. Uh was a child prodigy, won many, many tournaments in the 2000s, uh, and uh, recently played in the FIDE Grand Swiss. Uh, Ruslan, how's it going? You're ca- calling from Madrid, right? Or about Madrid, like in Spain? Uh, hello, everyone. Well, happy new year. Happy new year. To everyone. Still not celebrate. Yeah, I'm now staying in Spain. I'm uh, living in uh, Getxo. It's a small city near Bilbao. Well, in general, everything is uh, fine here, I would say. Uh, holidays, like long winter holidays, celebrations uh, finished. The kids finally went to school, started from Monday. So it's possible to do some other chess stuff, like return back to the normal uh, routine. And uh, yeah, returning back from the uh, about uh, tournaments uh, last year, I actually had more like opportunities to travel a little bit. Uh, after uh, you, you mentioned FIDE Grand Suisse in Riga, but okay, even after FIDE Grand Suisse in Riga, I played one open tournament near Barcelona. I also went to some play Czech uh, uh, league. Uh, and I also went to Moscow for a few days to provide some uh, simultan exhibition to do so. It was some kind of chess activity. Couldn't complain so much, especially uh, in time when still you go in. Uh, country can put some kind of new restrictions right you you're not so sure if you will be able to enter or not but okay so so uh, i guess i'm wondering you know you're the you're the first like uh i guess uh really like you're by far the strongest player i've had on my podcast and uh seems like you've had a busy few months with chess so i mean i guess talk to us a little bit about like how uh how COVID has kind of impacted your whole routine obviously it's impacted everybody differently we were just talking a little bit before we started recording about you know dabbling and streaming and whatnot, but but um, I guess like you know not, like you just mentioned with the you know there could be restrictions in any second. So like how do you decide like what tournaments you you're going to play and how do you kind of decide like you know the risk benefit of of you know kind of going and playing those events? Well, I don't know. Maybe common sense in general and in. Sounds like July uh, last year. I already received my second uh, vaccination, second dose of of Moderna. So I was kind of uh, more calm in this uh, aspect. And during like uh, the whole like pandemic, I tried to be like uh, careful. Well, in the, but in the same moment, uh, living like normal. Uh, life uh, well sometimes need like to follow rules if it was like rules <laughs> well they change it all the time like sometimes right, yeah. to wear the mask sometimes not sometimes you go out but i mean i was not like uh, complaining so much okay i followed the rules and in general at least it's worked for me i never uh, got uh, covid well i've got as like uh, i was sick with as with as things and like traveling in general, like uh, living in in Europe, uh, it was for me 
uh, easier, let's say, to play tournaments in in uh, like not so not so far. Like I was traveling to play some tournaments in in Germany. There is was uh, Bundesliga in Berlin. I played also in Dortmund tournament, and all other events was like uh, Riga uh, or, or in Czech League. It's it was still like uh, European Union. So I would say it was uh, it was kind of sometimes uh, still not so easy like to plan in in the some in some moment you think okay maybe <laughs> they will cancel this is this event and it was kind of like a problem. The only one thing was to travel into Moscow and okay in the end it was not like really. Uh, chess tournament, chess event. I didn't have many like contacts uh, there. It was just only some symbol for the small uh, group of uh, people. It's actually, uh, if you if you remember, like uh, company Lindores Abbey, who yes. organized the first tournament in Scotland, actually. Uh, some investors, uh, some owners are from Moscow, and so they like invited me, like uh, to to, oh, to organize this kind of uh, chat, talking, also play some chess. Well, it was not first time for them. Um, they they told like before also they invite like Sergei Karakin, Peter Swidler, Alex, uh, Alexander Halifman, Anatoly Karpov. <laughs> so they tried to follow this kind of. <laughs> traditions with world uh, world champions like former at, yeah and etc etc so it was like just a few days but for moscow i was needed like to do some uh, uh kind of pcr test in czech uh, republic and it was a little bit like problematic and very <laughs> expensive because it was uh, last minute requires to do like uh, quickly in the same moment i was playing like uh, chess uh, in in Czech in Czech league, but in finally everything was done, and so I I went. Uh, the, I don't know, looking uh, for the like future. Well, I also wanted to say like World Rapid uh, Championship was in in Poland. Uh, in Poland in Warsaw. Well, first it was uh, scheduled in Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan and yeah. Yeah, now Kazakhstan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's like what I was wondering. Like, uh, like you know, if they hadn't canceled the event in Kazakhstan, probably. Well, actually, officially, worse. it was canceled because of uh, uh, restrictions right. in in Kazakhstan. Because if you need to go to Kazakhstan, you need like to stay. Maybe but you know, there's like one, a alternate history one. where like every like top chess player like in like uh, the top of like. 500 or whatever is stuck in Kazakhstan during a revolution of sorts. So that would have, you know, it probably was all for the best that I moved to move to Poland, all things considered. But in, yeah, I was considered since I, I didn't consider go to Kazakhstan because it's a little bit like far away to travel. Uh, but even like moving to uh, Poland, it was like Christmas time and I wanted like to spend more time family, with my family. I said, okay, <laughs> you can play all events in the world. Of course, it's like interesting. I would be happy like to play this event, especially so many like strong like uh, 
players and I like that it's blitz and uh, rapids. So it's actually didn't take so many days, but it's exactly like this. Like, I mean, of course, uh, like in, let's say, not everyone celebrates, celebrates like Christmas, like maybe some people, like, I don't know, in India, they have their own like right. uh, calendar or some other continents, but like, you know, for the uh, people from Europe, I guess it was kind of dates where usually you spend uh, with family. And I thought, okay, I would like try to keep this uh, balance. I played before, uh, kind of was uh, many, many days away from home. My wife needed take care about kids. So finally I would come but also to help. So this was, uh, let's see, <laughs> try to find balance uh, in my life. For the this year, I actually don't have so far any concrete uh, chess uh, chess plans. For example, uh, Bundesliga, I played for the Hockenheim team and uh, the team. Uh, I don't know because once again it was uh, uh, previous season we finished kind of very hard, like it was postponed, postponed and. For this next season, they didn't have 100% guarantee of uh, sponsors, so they oh, decided wow. not not like to play anymore. I don't know. I I was hoping that maybe at least they would keep just local Germans uh, players like to keep like these traditions. But yeah, I, I will not play uh, yeah. Bundesliga. And I don't know other plans like traveling so far don't have. Like right now, more I was actually preparing some chess, uh, chess classes, chess, uh, chess conferences. Like have some of them in in general. So more like focusing on some uh, like sharing experience. Like uh, more like on on coaching. Well, meanwhile, I guess I still need to analyze better my like previous games my what what uh, i did good what i did, didn't do good like to try to improve like to to prepare for my possible like uh, chess events Can I, I think you? i think i like this kind of combination like to play and also to to provide coaches uh, to provide like lessons i feel like i'm not like uh, uh playing so let's say professionally like i was like let's say 20 years old but this the same at the same moment i'm still like like this kind of spirit of chess events in the same moment like when sharing uh, some experience with the students like i feel like playing myself i'm still like kind of in touch with mm-hmm. uh, chess because what was like we used methods for training like let's say uh, 20 years ago 15 years ago they, <laughs> everything this changes everything is like goes forward so you need also to be like more flexible more adaptive like not not to talk about some kind of I don't know, but methods because nowadays people use it 
have or like my system by Aaron Nimzovich, which I know like exactly. Yeah. Well, I I mean like... it's good it's good uh, books, but you need like to adapt this knowledge for right. the modern uh, time. Well, the same probably not only about chess in general, like any kind of uh, scientific researches. Right. Of course, you can just say ah, what Newton said. It's <laughs> it's not important anymore. Well, it's still like you know, it's, it's the foundation, right? You gotta, you always gotta, you gotta. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And of course, after like after Magnus, after it would be like new like players. It's uh, will improve, improve always new level of chess. But you know, I've noticed with like Magnus's game, it's for me, it's <laughs> always been the hardest to like analyze Magnus's games and try to learn something from him. Because he, I, uh, I like for me the like the way he plays on both sides of the boards, and then also like some of the moves that he he just finds. Like uh, the one that I'm thinking of immediately was I think it was against I want to say maybe Gawain Jones. It was against some English player oh. like many years ago where he played like Knight A1. I don't know if you know that game, and he ended up like winning in like another 20 moves. But mm. he he kind of I don't know Magnus just plays like an alien sometimes. I think. Well, <laughs> I would say uh like he's still a human he still makes yeah. a mistake and usually i'm not like uh trying like to learn from aspect like uh what's the best best move at this position well it, this is also true like you're trying to find the best moves but you need also to be more like practical uh put yourself in his uh, like situation, you play over the board. You have limited amount of time, and you play versus concrete opponent. Uh, so it's not only about like if most players like to do like best moves. I don't know. It's going to be very like technical, very like dry, and most probably draw would be result. It's still lots of games like finished in a draw, especially in the matches where people like try not to risk so right. much but it's also interesting like he's like let's say approaches uh etc i i would say um, uh, actually i'm preparing one kind of class and was started to study not learn from magnus but learn from ali riza firuja because he's like uh -huh. uh, young and and recently he did such a huge like progress so i was trying like to learn uh myself what i can take the best from him but even like studying just games from 2021 just uh games with long time control i can see like his opponents actually had like lots of lots of like uh chances he also makes lots of mistakes and some things i feel uh it's possible to do like much better but i also can see his like strong uh parts why he was like winning well uh, nakamura games, said which like, is the difficult exact same thing naka said also like what he did he <laughs> analyzed all of ali reza's games and said you know ali reza is playing very well but his opponents also did not play so well and uh, against him and uh not to discredit him i guess but I, I know a lot of people like were upset about that the people saying you know that it's kind of like uh but I mean, it's it's just funny to hear you say basically the same thing. Well, I mean, I would say it's not about like to play one hundred percent good moves, but maybe on average, like 
the tournament is still like long. You play like let's say now why can't they will start? It's very long tournaments with lots of right. you. You probably uh, everyone is capable to play maybe like one good game. But what about like to play the whole the tournament? That's uh, kind of like problem. Uh, let's see. Uh, like you, you need like to have energy, mental energy, like physical energy for the whole like tournament. Like sometimes it goes well, but sometimes maybe it's not goes as well as you expected. But you still like need to find. So this is also this small uh, moments when you need like uh, to work. Because I mean, if you just put to like players just to solve some kind of position, like you put, let's say, puzzle. Okay, maybe someone was slightly uh, faster, but with long time control, it's not so like important. Right. Because you still have enough time. But over the board, you actually don't know when it's like critical moments, so you need to feel it like yourself. And it's not, not only about like uh, to know when it's critical moment, but also create these moments to post like problems to your opponent. And this is more uh, complicated. That's that's why it's like elements of uh, game, like two right. persons involved with the starting position. Okay, white, let's say, started first. They are better, but because usually you play more or less the same number of games with black and white, so everyone more or less in equal situation. And that's, I don't know, someone scores like lots of points, but someone's like struggling it. Doing like, let's say, good, uh, maybe amount of, let's say, good moves, like percentage is high, let's say, but still like not enough, like this kind of every time, half points, one point is very important. By the way, uh, in Vikanze, did Ali Riza will play or not so sure? I am, I am not I didn't sure. really check. It's, it will start, I think, tomorrow or something, no? Or yeah, teams. I think it's starting tomorrow. No, it's or, maybe, or maybe games will be played on Saturday or something. Uh, I mean, we can... So yeah. interesting, it would be like to follow the event. Upcoming events. There's, yeah, I think... Uh, no, he's not there. It's Car- Carlson Caruana, Giri Rapport, Mabidyarov, oh, Duda, okay. Karyakin, uh, Vidit, Asipenko, Dubov, Shankland, and Van Forest. Um, so, yeah. And then the FIDA Grand Prix is going to start in uh, a couple of weeks in February. Uh, so I don't... Th- I, I think Firuz... Yeah, this, this year would be, I think, candidates tournament in Madrid. During, uh, during the summer, yeah, actually, when so Aliriza is already qualified for it. It's in Madrid, huh? This actually, this is good for me to know because I've been kind of thinking about because I'm in Europe until about June, July, and huh. I think it might. I mean, I don't know what it, I don't, I'm not sure if you can watch the candidates like that, but it, it would be cool maybe to go to Madrid for a couple of days and. I don't know if I if I'm able to like watch the candidates. Well, Spain is a nice country. Oh yeah, I mean I definitely want to go to Spain for, for the holidays in general. You know, before uh, before the pandemic, um, like days before, we were my brothers and I were going to fly to Barcelona, like March uh-huh. 2020, and we lost so much money on that trip because we had to cancel the flight and the hotel uh-huh. and all this other stuff. So I've always wa- I feel like I need to go back to Spain, like for that that closure, you know. But um, while we're on the topic of Ali Reza Faruja, actually, I. I I wanted to ask you, um, I guess there is this news about Magnus that he doesn't want to play the next world championship unless Ali Reza is, is the opponent, basically. 
Um, and it's kind of, for me, it gives me like echoes of, uh, of, you know, Kasparov who kind of, he shut down several <laughs> matches. Um, but also, you know, one, uh, one solution that a lot of the chess press, I guess, has proposed is to do another knockout world championship. Um, and you, of course, won a knockout world championship, um, that for whatever, you know, people don't really consider, uh, sometimes as, as you know, legitimate because Kremnik was a champion at the time, uh, or actually, actually, I think at the time there was, I, I read that there was some Kasparov Panamaria match that was planned. I wanted to ask you about that too. They fell okay. apart. So that's a bunch of questions, but basically I, first I want to just ask you in general, what do you think about maybe switching the format from uh, you know, a match format to a tournament format? What do you think is like good about the tournament format as somebody who's actually won it um, when you were 18? And then uh, last thing I want to just talk to me a little bit about this Kasparov-Panamaria uh, match that fell apart. Because I, I can't really find anything about the details online, but it just Wikipedia says that there was some organizing and it fell apart. So I'm kind of curious about all those things. Okay, let me... Sorry for the one, whole, yeah. one, one by one. So about like Magnus. I don't know. I also uh, read this kind of statements, but sometimes Magnus just says something. It's maybe he's part of create more attention. I don't really like believe like he like said, okay, if not Firuza, I'm not playing. First, I think still like lots of time will like uh, uh, come. Still like candidates tournaments should be like, we, we don't know who will win the candidates. Then I know where it would be organized world championship match next next one, yeah, which no days. So I guess when it's uh, come more like concrete, but I don't think like Magnus. Okay, I'm not playing with uh, against another player, but it's, it's kind of also uh, strange, let's say. Because you have uh, candidate tournaments and like supposed to be like here, like people not qualify by someone who like you say is better or who is like high, high have higher uh, rating. You just play and you need to compete with other strong players, and the winner uh, plays. Okay, maybe sometimes you still need to have some kind of uh, tournament uh, luck, some kind of factors. But still, like, I don't know, previous, like, Caruana, Karyakin, like, uh, Nipomnish, even Carlson, I remember, <coughs> he was qualifying, struggling uh, yeah, from uh, London uh, uh, candidate tournaments. I actually was helping to Magnus really? at that moment. Yeah, yeah, we had some kind that. of training session. Well, probably now I can tell about this because... Uh, so much time like uh, already been like almost uh, 10 years yeah yeah it was in 2018 but so i i, I don't really like uh, think uh, like magnus okay maybe he would say i don't want like to play more chess i want like to focus on some something else like i don't know like kramnik or kasparov did this i can understand but like to say i have preferences and will not play against, like, let's say, again, against Caruana again, it's for me, like, uh, kind of would be, let's say, strange. Like, changing, okay, format, knockout, uh, world championship matches. I remember uh, Magnus also in the beginning, he was complaining about some format when he was young. He was already very 
high rated, maybe even like first. Uh, Anand was champion, but Carlson was like uh, higher rated, maybe first number one already. Mm-hmm. By and he said I would not play. I think it was matches in 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 Kazan. And yeah, he, he I think playing the candidates in uh, in 2011. And that's when. Yeah, yeah, it was a match system, but the problem was like it was hard to organize, and somehow quarterfinal, semifinal, and final all happened in one place, just one by one. And yeah, I can understand it affects your like energy and in what's kind of your preparation do you can prepare for the quarterfinal maybe think possible arrival for the semi-final but you even don't know who you will meet right. to the final so it's not like this kind of analytical work against some opponent uh, it was a little bit uh, strange and so for for this uh, feeder like changes uh to uh tournament and where Magnus finally played and we have everyone was happy so finally Magnus is playing and he had opportunity to play versus Anand later so I don't know changing back again it's I think it would be a little bit like complicated and just for like let's say one like player saying like it's not like good system in general I think you should keep interest of uh, many like players, not just one player, like say, I don't like system and, and that's right. it. And I don't know. Now the reason I, I personally I like knockout uh system and we have already like World Cup. That was a lot of fun to watch this year. I that was the first yeah. World Cup I've ever followed. I mean you actually I mean you took second in the World Cup like a couple of years ago, right? 2009, I think. Yeah, I, I, in some of them, I played lots. I spent right. lots of time of my life in Hante Mansisk. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe six months in total. Wow. But okay, this is another like, story. And I don't know, okay, I would be happy to see like in general more like uh, tournaments where you can play. I think also with FIDE Grand Prix, they tried to experiment. They had different uh, systems. They had also knockout uh, uh, system. I think now it would be kind of mixture or something. Like you play, uh, let's say, pe- players divided to some groups, and then the best from groups like play some kind of knockout or something. I don't know. Well, in general, each system has some kind of. Um, good things and bad things right let's say you it's never like perfect uh system but in general i like when you everything decided over the board and that's why we like chess i think like two people like uh they you, you play against each other and let's say nothing involved in that moment one against another one and the best wins like for example, other sports when I don't know some kind of gymnastics, let's say sometimes like watching Olympics and I mean I I like to watch it. It's nice, but when like arbiters decide, okay, this one has like higher points. At that moment, I don't understand why this is higher points and other less points. You can never get that. Yeah, it's the same thing with with. Fig- I remember when I was young, and, I used to watch and, figure skating with my mom. It was the same thing. Yeah, it was like, how does this person get a ten and this person gets a nine? I, I I feel like pity. Like, and then if it's like just 
very little like difference like i don't know maybe zero uh point like zero one like point difference and someone like take like medal another without medal this is like was i never understood at least in chess well we, sometimes it has in open tournaments especially like people like organized try like to save some uh time like you use like Buchholz system or Olympiad, for example, you don't have tiebreak. And it's happened to to Ukraine team. Like sometimes we had good tiebreak, but sometimes like we shared like first place in Baku uh, with United States, but we had sometimes uh, we had in that more worse tiebreak. <laughs> but okay, it's, this is another like a story. Usually you have on this, uh, this tiebreak like players like shared first place and and you play like rapid blitz or something so still everything decided right over over the board in general i i like um, when people like uh play not not like to have some kind of preference you have like uh 10 elo points higher or you are from country of organizer or anything. no you just like need to prove like at that moment like play the best prepare the best and 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 that's that's it and okay answering the question about yeah i hope i answered about yeah, this yeah 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 for sure but I, let, let's talk about, a bit about this about kasparov uh well maybe i need like to to talk about like uh, history more sure what, sure let's let's talk what, let's talk about the history a little bit so you want like maybe some people will not understand right what's what's really uh, we are talking well uh, if if you if you talk in the in 1993 in it i think was kasparov short match uh planet but kasparov and short they decided uh go out from fide and so Fide at that moment like organized another match like Karpov Timon, who lost in the semi-final. And Kasparov played in short under his own like organization. PPCA. Kasparov PPCA, yeah. Later Kasparov organized another cycle. He played versus Anand. I think it was nineteen ninety-five. It was ninety-six, I think, but it was in New York. In New York. Maybe 1996, yeah. I, I I just remember I was a kid and I was like <laughs> really like uh, interesting like to follow. Uh, by the way, recently I was reading book by Hata Kamsky and he was one kind of my idol when I was really? a small kid because in that moment I saw like Hata Kamsky. It was when FIDA cycle and PCA cycle he was actually participating and both of them and he was like like fighting so much and he went to the uh, he played versus uh karpov uh in the feeder like uh, under feeder and in pca like he was so close like last yeah. final match he played versus anand and actually he beat anand already in the quarter final of feeder uh series but he was he didn't play final versus anand in pca and I don't know. You can you can read the book like by Hatakamsky. He annotates some of these games, and he also talks a little bit more about this. But for me, it was like ah, oh, such a like monster. How it's possible like to play and be like 
and so he, it was possible like even he would play like Kasparov and Karpov both as the same old, but he lost to Adan because he as he explained he didn't have enough time like to prepare he was very like exhausted right meanwhile like uh Anand lost quickly in FIDE series and he had more like energy but okay and so after much Kasparov uh, uh Anand yeah if you remember it was some problems with cycle Shirov beat Kramnik but in the end he didn't play and in 2000 uh Kasparov lost uh, match to Kramnik 2-0 without winning any, any game. And so he lost his title, but he was still winning lots of chess tournaments. He still was number one by Ella in the world, so he still was very like strong player. Meanwhile, I was playing, I was studying all of these games. I was I was still a kid and in 2001 I was playing in world uh, chess uh, championship in 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 Moscow organized knockout system in in and in that moment my re, re, I didn't really think about much if I'm going like to win or something because my previous experience that I played in Las Vegas in in New Delhi I was like eliminated already sometimes in the first round, usually in the second round. And for this kind of new event in Moscow, I was I would be actually happy. My plans was my goals just if I could make like first three rounds. In that moment, I think it will allow you to qualify for some kind of FIDE Grand Prix tournaments. So wow. I would be, I was thinking it's already some kind of progress for me and and I tried like to do my best I was like uh, doing some uh, training sessions with uh, different grandmasters with Gennady Kuzmin with Vyariel Balagan with Alexander Matelov and I was uh, even like before Moscow I went near Moscow to some kind of training camps for uh, uh, adaptation I also had some problems. Remember, I didn't play very well rapid chess. And I I don't know. I'm still not playing good rapid chess, I think, because for me, it's uh, kind of uh, difficult to understand how to spend your time because <laughs> it's the same moment. It's not like blitz, but it's not a, also like classical chess. And usually I played very bad, like... Uh, rapid, maybe my time management still. Dubov has said how. the same thing, by the way. He says he hates rapid <laughs> because of the exact same thing. Like you don't know how to use your time. But for this like event, I tried to play again, like mm-hmm. some training games, just to have this feeling, and somehow it worked for me. And uh, yeah, uh, in two thousand one, it's like finished uh, first part. I qualified to the final eight games match. Uh, would be organized like something one month later again in Moscow and I would play versus Ivanchuk and somehow I don't know in that moment uh, never thought that even in that moment that I was like a favorite or something people didn't give me many like chances but once again I tried to prepare my best 
uh, one of the option was like my coach suggested let's invite someone who had very good score versus like Ivan Chuk and we started like to look at the games but somehow who has good score versus Ivan Chuk <laughs> like I don't Kasparov I don't know uh, that something and somehow we looked by statistic Tapalov had good score versus Ivan Chuk and we invited like Tapalov it was still like just a little time to prepare like people tried to congratulate me with reach and final like official meetings but actually I what needed like to prepare in the some moment I just escaped to training camp to Crimea during the winter that no one will call me, no one will yeah. contact me just to have options like to focus. So I came to this match uh, um, somehow maybe even Chuk was not uh, well prepared or maybe didn't he didn't take it so seriously. I didn't he didn't have so big team preparing and I won four and a half and two and a half actually we finished in 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 seven in seven uh, games this match and this is how I became FIDE world chess champion but of course at that moment I was it was such a huge like uh, change in my life I didn't really think okay what's changing in my life I was like I was uh, feeling like lots of like attention uh, and and everything but I still w- wanted like to compete to to like play and yeah Kramnik was officially at that moment like uh, PCA world uh, chess champion and at that moment he didn't want to play versus uh, Kasparov and actually I wanted like still like because Kramnik and Kasparov they didn't play in the FIDE knockout championship, everyone else is played, like even Carpo, <laughs> and not everyone is played. Only this, so of course, I wanted like to play against these uh, guys, but I think logical would be at that moment, like, okay, you have like two champions, and you, you like play just two champions, one against each other, and this is like the simplest like solution to. To unite to version right. that would be like solved, but I don't know. Lots of was factors involved. Uh, Kasparov uh, uh, somehow wanted like to play versus Kramnik. He, but Kramnik said no. According to some, I don't know his own agreements. Uh, he, you need to play some kind of qualifications. Kasparov didn't want to play qualifications. Uh, Kramnik, once again, when it's not under FIDE uh, patronage, it was still always like difficult to organize uh, these cycles. This was what happened to Kasparov. He organized it in 1995, but then had lots of like troubles. And this is uh, later was happening to Kramnik. So he was like, okay, called like world champion, but he actually had like kind of like troubles. Like, okay, you world champion, but you need like to play. I mean, to continue. And uh, there is was some kind of Madame Oje or something, one's sponsor, and he somehow finally organized some events in Dortmund which was won by 
Peter Leka. So it, he said, no, first I needed like to play versus Peter Leka, and then I would be like uh, uh, free. And I would be like able to play. And in 2002, it was some kind of uh, Prague. Uh, in, in Prague was organized one chess, chess event where I didn't uh, play, but in the same moment, somehow uh, it was meeting and FIDE decided, let's do this organizing uh, process. But I think this is where the first like problems uh, started. What I didn't like, somehow the all this process was decided even without uh, uh, asking me like what what's my opinion? What is it? Like I remember, I wasn't in Praha. I wasn't invited in Praha. And then after Praha, someone from FIDE contacted me said, "You should play versus Kasparov." And that's it. This is was like kind of problem in the beginning. And I understood Ilumzhinov wanted like to unite chess world at any cost. And he was still seeing. Ah, this Panamaryov, he's like still, what, 18 years old. Uh, so I don't know. People maybe didn't uh, want to like take me seriously. Or, mm-hmm. or, or something and this is like always we had this uh, troubles and uh, the match was uh, uh, planned to organized in Argentina and after all this kind of problems negotiations I remember I was playing in Vikanze like Azmai Parashvili and Makropoulos came there uh, like says you should sign contract, etc. And I was, I did, I couldn't really focus at that moment on both things. Like think about contract, about like playing chess. But even despite this, somehow in Vikanze I played uh, badly. I lost maybe somehow maybe five games or something. But even that moment, I managed like to beat Kramnik with White in second yeah. round. <laughs> was nice game. <laughs> Something so in some moment we could could like focus. Okay, finally, I thought it was like clear. I was preparing uh, for match in Argentina, but then like Fide uh, says, no money, <laughs> no like uh, we we canceled the match in Argentina. Wow. And and then what's this? I'm spending so much like time for my preparation, like. Uh, trying to organize some kind of... So you were actually preparing uh, for a match against Kaspar? Yeah, yeah, of course I prepared. I spent lots of money uh, for coach. Well, I had some kind of support from uh, from from Ukraine. Of course, I also won prize money by beating Ivanchuk in the final. So I had now some resources, but still... If I knew that this is will not happen, I wouldn't play. And then one once again, I remember I was training in uh, in Crimea, and somehow Ilumzhinov, he he has his own contacts. He met with president of Ukraine at that moment. It was Leonid Kuchma, and somehow once again, without any consulting, if what I think about this. He said, okay, if you train in Crimea, let's uh, Ukraine like 
organize match in Crimea gives money for match in Crimea once again without asking and I didn't really want it actually to play in in Ukraine. Why not? Well, first it's like I think it's uh, lots of expenses. I I didn't understand why Ukraine should give like money for this event. I actually needed money for my coaches and then like okay, <laughs> you organize uh, this or system without even consulting me. Uh, and somehow it looks like for uh, like like my country pays <laughs> for what you are doing. I don't know. It looks uh, looks like like this. And other aspects, like if you see, for example, Magnus, he actually didn't really play well in in Norway, and he plays already so many matches, World Championship matches. And he still didn't play in Norway. The same about Anan. He never liked it to play in India. He always wanted to play some other place because you feel you can say you have some support, but it's not exactly like football. I don't know. It's yeah, also... it's the opposite. You don't have people cheering for you when you make a good move, right? So have people stare at you. I don't know. Anan played in Chennai and he actually lost right. this match to Magnus, something like 3 0 without winning single games. So. I don't know. It's it's not like you benefit from playing so much at your own home. Uh, let's see. And and okay, return back to Kasparov. Once again, it was decided uh, then uh, it would be played in in Yalta in Crimea. But then I don't know what's really like happened in some moment. Uh, Ilumzhinov. Uh, cancel this uh, this match once again. I don't know. It, I think my problem was a little bit maybe lack of experience, all this political uh, stuff. Also, I didn't pay so much attention to let's say public uh, relations. Maybe I was more focusing in my own country well my english was not uh, really like good for communicated for media and my team was not like really prepared i tried to explain my position for ukrainian media but maybe in the west world kasparov and Lumzhinov has much more influence so they tried to blame more uh, on me well i still don't know exactly the reason why it was constant later the history continues like uh, it was uh, Kasimjanov uh, one in, Liv- in Libya and he should play versus Kasparov, but this match also was organized, not organized. Also some political things. Kasparov uh, with uh, Russian government. So I don't know, lots of like factors involved, but for me also was I think one of the important uh, factors when, like, uh, like when there is like two like uh, person, it's much easier to talk and to find some compromise and to organize things. But when so many like things involved, involved Ilumzhinov interest, like Kramnik interest, like Lekka interest, like Kasparov, mine, it's complicated uh, a lot. 
Yeah. I have a, I have another question because I also you played Kasparov right two years in a row at Linares. After that, did you ever speak to him about about the match, like while at the tournament, or was it just purely chess and just playing at the board and then leaving? Actually, Kasparov, it's uh, it's very hard to play versus Kasparov psychologically. And yeah, for me, Linares was my like first experience. Like I never was invited to such. Uh, top tournaments only when I became like FIDE uh, FIDE FIDE okay. champion then finally I received some in- invitation this is I also I think I f- would feel like difference like for example now like such tournaments in like in Vikanze, uh or in, like they try to give some invitations to some uh, young players and and it helps a lot like to do progress in my case <laughs> it was needed, like <laughs> to do it like differently first to become like top player that we got like invitations right and uh, yeah returning uh, back to to Linares to talk with Casuar. Uh, yeah I was invited to to Linares but actually during the tournament I it was interesting things that I saw from Kasparov that he trying like to focus on the tournament a lot. He actually, I think, don't speak with anyone else. Maybe his mom, his second, Yuri Dahayan was there. Rest and sometimes peace. it was like funny situations. Like it's that moment still like was mobile phones was not very like popular. And you you go out and you put like some kind of coins in the machine and you call. And sometimes I saw like he put like a coat, he put like a, like uh, some kind of hat like to cover. Try to call and try to go like hidden, like just like not small kids will run for him and ask to catch one for after just to call. Funny. It was funny. And yeah, during the like you sit. Over the board, they like feel like this kind of electricity, like this is kind of pressure on on you. And I remember for me it was very like hard, like to survive opening. Like sometimes, like I couldn't like focus, and somehow I remember one game, like it was very like crucial game. Uh, if I made a draw, maybe I would be like even like I had better tiebreak, and I I would be maybe winner of the Linares, but I lost this game. And I remember I made mistakes, something already move like 10 uh, with black, and then I need like to... Then I almost like survive, but it took me so much like energy, like when my position became good again, but then I had very short on time, and then finally I did made like decision mistakes. This was uh, like, well, people could uh, find. Like second, uh tournament after this i played already uh very like badly i think in the first half uh i lost maybe four games or something but i think it was like problems once again involved with all this kind of uh, negotiations uh about possible match Somehow first half I played very terribly, but second half, like my coach Yuri Razuev said, okay, <laughs> I cannot focus, focus. And actually, second half, 
like you repeat your opponents, you play the same. I managed like to beat Paco Vallejo and all us against Maitedro. So just just like it maybe shows such a huge like difference. The same turn, but it's the right. same opponents, like first half and second half. Like I don't know. I can explain not only some kind of psychological uh stuff, such a huge uh, difference, like in the first and second half. Well, the same was affecting Kasparov. He played uh he this time he finished like he shared third fourth place with Sanant, I think for him something not first in Linares it's always like bad result and also when he played in Moscow was Russia against Walt with this rapid chess he scored something like minus two or something was also he was also affected so much but when we during this time I don't know he never wanted like to talk about much or anything I was feeling like uh he was kind of uh already had some compromise with Ilumjinov and in general I mean he wanted interesting he he wanted like I guess to play versus Kramnik but to play versus Kramnik for this he need like to play versus me, but of course he didn't want to play any kind of like, uh, uh, let's say a- any other matches, any kind of uh, qualifications. Right, uh, Kramnik proposed later. Already when he quit from chess, I remember. I don't. I think maybe it was. To, it was in Zurich. We had celebration of uh, Zurich Chess Club 200 years. I, I, I think maybe it was 2008, maybe 2009 or something. Kasparov already was officially quitted from chess. And where I saw already like Kasparov, he was already more like uh, calm, but he still was even without competing professionally chess. I remember he played Simul. Uh, like it was interesting situation. Like, Kramnik played Simul and I played Simul. Well, it was many uh, players. Tapala was there, also Khalifman, I think, Spassky, Karchnoy. It was wow. very huge. Like, it, I think they did uh, invited because it's 200 like, years, they decided to organize like <clears throat> each gives like 20 boards and sounds like 10, 10 like players who is like uh, former uh, world chess champions. Anand was there as well. So they invite like Kasparov and Karpov. Karpov actually, and then it, it a part of Simuls, it was like tournament, rapid tournament. Kasparov didn't want to play uh, tournament because he said, I'm not already in professional chess, but he gave like Simul like everyone else. And I remember like Simul, he came... After Simul, you go back to the hotel to some kind of, I don't know, dinner, meeting. And he came very like late and he was like, oh, I, I lost a few games. Draw, but I said, okay, just a Simul, what's it? <laughs> just uh, calm down. I don't know. But he was still like uh, thinking about this very like uh, seriously. Like Kramnik was totally like opposite. Like I remember he... 
uh, did some, he offered some kind of two or three draws and finished the first one. Came back to the hotel to keep some energy for the next uh, day to play uh, tournament, uh, rapid, rapid tournament. I usually, when I play, try to play Simus, I try to find like balance, like that people enjoy Simul. I don't want to play very like fast. I try to give people time to sing, but at the same moment, I still like wanted to do it like like a, more like a sport, and I'm trying like to win as many games as right. as is possible. So more or less, maybe I I didn't finish like the first one, but somewhere in the middle. But I won all all this game, and. Uh, later, after Zurich, I was living at that moment in Ukraine. I was returning back to Kiev. And it was funny that Kasparov also had some kind of political meeting, political conference in Crimea, in Sevastopol. In, in that moment, uh, it was not annexed by Russia. Right. but And he was like traveling. And I remember... It was sometimes like funny situation. We had the same flight, and some moment he came to me in Zurich airport and said, "I don't. Can you give me your mobile phone?" I was. I don't know what happened to his mobile phone. Like I need to call, or maybe he was calling to his mom or something just to say that everything is fine. I said, "Okay, no, no, no like problem. If you need like to call, you can call." And then we arrive to uh, Borispol airport. It was still. Uh, old airport later. Now, no, nowadays it's a new, big, modern airport because in some moment football championship Euro 2012, uh, right. I still was organized with together with Poland and infrastructure improved a lot and it's now huge airport. But this moment it was not big and somehow you need now, nowadays now it, Nowadays, it's also no like visa between uh, Ukraine and European Union or between US and, and Ukraine. But the same moment, at that moment, it was more like control. Okay, uh, Kasparov has like Russian citizenship, but he still like needed to go this passport control. For me, it was easier. And I said, okay, let's go with me uh, to do it like uh, faster. I, and I said, like, on the control, hey, I'm chess player, and this is, like, Harry Kasparov. Can you please, like, to <laughs> check our password? And he was like, oh, wow, if I will arrive, like, in Moscow, they will, I will spend, like, one hour on the passport control in Shremetyevo airport because they will, I don't know what they do with my passport, but because I'm, uh, like, uh, opposite, like, politics. Right. They always makes me like a lot of problems that he was like, like this. And this is also our like, I don't know, uh, meeting. Uh, later, I think some bodyguards was waiting for him in Kiev airport. He needed like to take another connection to, to Sevastopol. So I don't know. I, I don't have anything kind of already so much time already passed. Right. And this kind of like uh, tension already. Ilumzhinov not also. Ilumzhinov not president of FIDE anymore. Kasparov not playing. So this is kind of part of history. But this is was more or less how I remember. Now, can I ask you an, another question? Because um, 
I didn't realize this until I was preparing for this interview, but when you got your grandmaster title, you were actually the youngest person in history to get uh, the GM title. And in America, where I'm from, yeah. I don't know how much you've been following, but there's Abimanyu Mishra, who's he's American from New Jersey. He he's now the youngest grandmaster in history. And there's so much that's been said about this over the summer when he got the title. But I was kind of wondering, you know, one thing that people kind of talk about is maybe there's too much pressure on people to become prodigies. So I'm kind of wondering, like, what was your experience when you were like going up the ranks? I know you were in like some prestigious chess academy where like Sergei Karyakin and yeah, yeah. Katrina Lagno also graduated from. Um, but like, I guess like, first of all, I'm wondering like, what kind of like, what is that prodigy? I, I'm sure it's all you know, right? But what what, what what kind of pressure did you have, um, in terms of getting that GM title? And um, like, I guess what I'm ultimately wondering is, do you think it's like uh, kind of a good thing for chess that people are pushing themselves at such a young age to get the GM title. Well, uh, let me yeah, answer again, this, one this, this by one. So I, I was, yeah, I, I, in that moment I became uh, youngest uh, grandmaster. I think I was 14 years and 17 days old. Nowadays, <laughs> I think if you check the list, it it's would like be 12. much, uh, much more like players who is younger uh, than me. And of course, I think. Uh, like even when I became like grandmasters, it's not the same. Like Bobby Fisher became grandmaster because uh, normally uh, more and more grandmasters in the world, so it's easier like to to be uh, a grandmaster. But still, I mean, it's it's still some kind of achievements, some uh, uh, some title, and for me, of course, it was let's say. Uh, Pressure. One of the reasons was uh, because in the beginning of your chess chess career, you don't got like some let's say invitation to the tournaments or anything. So even like to go to some chess tournaments, you need like to pay all your expenses on your own. And for uh, young like players who don't have so much support, it's kind of problem. Like I don't know, parents should pay for it or who who pays. For it and I'm was from absolutely like normal like uh, family, and I went to this uh, from I was born in Horlovka. I moved to another city to Kramatorsk when I was ten years old, just to be able like to study uh, professional chess academy. But I don't know. I met my parents maybe only on the weekends, on Saturday, Sunday. I was not living with my parents starting from 10 years old. So already it was already such a huge commitment right. from, from my parents all, already. And yeah, this kind of, of course, uh, achievements, it creates good like publicity. And I don't know, lately you have... Uh, more like uh, support, uh, some sponsors, some more invitations. This is, helps a lot. And that's why I was like feeling at that moment, let's say, pressure. I was already, I had LO rating 2,550, uh, but 2,500 is already enough to be Grandmaster, but I was, I didn't score my uh, oh, norms and yeah. still I need like to play um, uh, tournaments and actually even like to play tournaments it was not like easy to find tournaments like 
to be exactly like these dates. Like, okay, you have another turn, but then I'm already would be like older. And somehow uh, this was some company who produced like sweets, uh, like some chocolates, and they were like uh, to give me a chance. They decided like to help to organize this tournament, and they gave like some budget, some money to organize this tournament in Kiev. I already had one uh, GM uh, norm before, but I need like second one. And uh, this tournament was organized and I had a chance. And uh, I think I even scored one point uh, more oh, than, nice. was, than was needed. But still, it was even like beginning. I remember I was playing Artur Fralov, Grandmaster from Ukraine. It was Karakan. My king was in the center. I was trying to follow some Karpov games, but didn't really work for me. And actually, I was in some moments, if you analyze this computer, I was absolutely like lost <laughs> this game, but it was much of damn trouble. And okay, he made some mistakes in, in time trouble, and I even won this game. Nice. So it was like huge. But imagine I lost this game. It was the beginning. It was absolutely like, uh, different. So it was... Uh, yeah, no, not always easy. So in this is aspect, I would say, if you don't need this kind of, uh, if you don't have any kind of this problem with support, uh, if you don't really in a rush, maybe no need like to put yourself on the pressure. But in the same moment, I understand if you already decide to play chess, uh, try to do something like like more like professional this kind of uh, pressure stressful situation you always would would help so you can't avoid it but if you just like i don't know a matter i mean there is some kind of grandmasters who just uh, now work already have other jobs but from time to time they still like to play like chess this other other thing let's see and uh, yeah, about uh, 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 Mishra. Well, I there is was uh, many like talking about this. I, I don't know. I just don't want like to repeat. In general, yeah, I understand it was lots of pressure uh, on him, but in 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 the end, he just followed like what's official <laughs> feeder rules. Right. And uh, that's it. Actually. Uh, I didn't. I don't know him like uh, personally, uh, but for example, if you can see background pro chess training, like uh, I provide sometimes like chess chess classes. It's not like individual class. It's more like for the group of people. Uh -huh. People like join by Zoom, and we have some kind of. I prepare one hour topic and we talk. And it was interesting. Like few times he joined it. And he oh. participated in the chat. I didn't saw him by webcam. Usually the student's webcam is turned off, but he was participating. So I had some kind of opportunity like to... Uh, From one youngest GM to the next. Yeah. To, to share some things. I can, I can see some, some, some already some things from his like uh, character. It was like sometimes funny, like, like some chess positions, like even I was not so sure what's the best. Like usually I like person 
I, I don't want like to, to say this is only the one way and no other way. Like, I'm more like flexible. Who knows? I also can make mistake. And sometimes like if I say, no, here, like white is better and that's it. Like, <laughs> but I, I also remember myself probably when I was his age, maybe I was also the same. And it's in the same moment. You don't have doubts. You just go like straight right. away. You are sure about this. <laughs> It was fine. So I don't know. He became a grandmaster, but I guess it just, he should not like relax. It just, if he wants like to be like top player, it's just beginning of his chess uh, career. Right. Of course, like after already, I think already like some time, like people, okay, you, you will call him youngest grandmaster, but people will expect from him like new, like, results how he will compete uh, okay one year already will pass it so it's all up to him how he will work how he will dedicate right to chess how he will survive with this with this pressure but i don't know yeah for the future i don't know if you're not in general i mean uh, sport and like and your health like sport uh, it's not like healthy things that you do. You try to push your limits, no? But if you just want to do some, to be like you, just to be a healthy like person, okay. You don't need like to, bo- to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but maybe you do some push-ups normal, like a normal person and you like uh, have like good good nutrition, take care about your health and you stay healthy. But like professional sportsmen, they uh, push out of limits and it's right. not like recommended for everyone it's not like healthy but this is another like story when did you decide to become a like when when did you basically <laughs> decide that you're going to become a professional chess player like was it after you became a grandmaster was it some point before like when did you kind of realize that- i don't know it just came more like naturally i see like i was uh playing uh chess like a, like a teenager studying in the school um then i started to have more and more chess tournaments something needed to be done with my school like i was missing lots of classes needed to pass my exams i remember i was living in another uh, like city in kramatorsk as i told before and usually what's happened like i'm coming to weekends uh to visit my parents and actually this weekend i was spending with my father sometimes he was like preparing me to pass exam to from mathematics like so, like he was good in this he is like engineer but for me it was kind of hard and he just was helping okay let's just pass exams and okay when i was uh, in when with 18 years old people usually thinking which university you go where you will study but then i won world right. chess championship so i said okay i don't know you go to university i don't know uh, spent so many like years and then you start your career uh, from some like beginning i don't know but here i'm already like achieved kind of a lot and it would be like strange not not to try to bo- to do better chess. So that was, let's say, natural 
uh, decision for me. But but oh, I mean I'm I mean I was still like trying uh, to continue my self education. Let's say I was still like was studying some law. I remember I was still like trying to improve foreign languages, some to study some English as well. I know to read more books, not only about chess. I this is what I. Uh, spending so much time like not playing uh, football with kids, study chess, and I tried like to compensate later. I remember, for example, I when I was small kid, I didn't have a bicycle. I didn't know how to ride bicycle. Actually, when I prepared for match for Kasparov, I said, "Okay, I want to try how to ride bicycle," and I just rent bicycle in the hotel. And I don't know, it took me maybe two hours. And finally, I found some how to kind of keep balance. Then I so can you can ride a bike, bike now, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like professional. Right. Uh, this aspect, but here where I live, it's nice infrastructure. And even sometimes if it's nice weather, I take bicycle and bring my son to the school by bicycle. Very nice. So it's like to do two things like right. the same moment. Yeah, Copenhagen and has the I don't know. I general uh yeah, I feel like for the parents, uh yeah, to be chess professional, it's always not so easy like a uh, choice. And of course, maybe uh you need to be like objective in some moment and to see what's the best like i, I truly understand like some people who go to university to dedicate to other uh to other career i don't know daniel naraditsky he was studying i think somewhere in stanford or stanford, somewhere yeah. i don't know he was but he is still like i don't know do this i don't know yes chess chester i don't know what's his plans magnus I don't know. He never studied. Looks like in the university. Yeah, somehow for him it came like naturally. But this was another story. I I remember I was reading one article on chess base. This one grandmaster from Singapore. Actually, I was reading one chess book, opening chess book about Nidor variation or something. Bishop G5 topical light. And I didn't know who is the after, just uh, some Asian uh, surname. And then I found out that he took maybe sabbatical from his job one, one year and in 36 years old became grandmaster like, to feel, fulfill his dream. So this is also... Was this uh, Kevin, Kevin Go? Kevin Go, Wei Ming, I think. Yeah. I, I maybe share them sometimes like on Twitter, I followed him or something. Yeah, I followed him. Some, some Shout out. Things. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's interesting kind of uh, experience. I think this was as, a, I don't know, one chess book, I think, was uh, written. I, I forgot the surname. Like, basically, one guy was who is maybe was 2000 or something. Somehow, he... He shared his experience how he became like international master, like be, not being like young anymore, like in some moment just 
studying some uh, end games, but it was just interesting, like motivation approaches. Right. So what do you think about like all this? Uh, I don't. I, I know you have a Twitter. It's 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 just at Ponomariov, right? But um, there are a lot of like uh, like adult improvers these days from the you know the internet and all these chess booms. So I guess like um, I guess if you had to give like advice to to any any like person who wants to improve a chess, like what, what do you think is the most important thing? Is it the work? Is it the enjoyment? Is it the like what what do you think is necessary? Because there's a I I have a, I have a lot of discussions with people on my podcast, kind of about what what to do and not to do when you're trying to get better at this game? Well, I don't know. It's everything individual. It depends on your goals, on your motivations in chess. Uh, it's not like <laughs> I would recommend like, the same to everyone. I guess you need to be like realistic to see how much time you can actually dedicate uh, to, to this and what you want to achieve. And it's about maybe even if you have like one hour a day, it's like trying to use it more efficiently, the best like uh, way possible. I guess nowadays it's not like in my time I was studying with, uh, let's say using chess in the four months, I don't know, old Soviet chess books, just chess sets. Etc. Nowadays, like people have lots of information, lots of possibilities. If you can, if you want uh, to do it online, or you want like to have some chess books, like no like problems. Even if you want like to hire someone who is uh, better than you, like chess player, it's like lots of options for you. Right. But it's more about like to using it more like efficiently. I guess to create some kind of like you know, studying uh, plan and just just try to follow it. Not only about like in chess. Once again, like that's literally true with everything. Like, like I know if you want to improve, like physically improving, like I don't know, you go to the gym, but you're not. No one expecting that you would be like I don't know, uh, super strong from the beginning or something. But even maybe people don't want to be like super strong. They want to feel like just. Uh, enough energy to for the whole day like and you just if you do like do some like regularly like some trainings i think in general your overall mm, like abilities will improve right. of course another things you should be like realistic okay <laughs> if you just study one hour a day you will get uh, go uh, uh, until some limit. Don't expect that you will start to beat, I don't know, Carlson or, I don't know, or Firuja, because these guys, they spent like... Uh, crazy hours. Like, yeah, ex exactly. Crazy hours and also probably more efficiently using this time, and that makes a difference. But it's, it doesn't mean that you can't improve. Uh, maybe just if you have more like realistic goals um, why not right i mean it i mean it's some people it's also up i'm not telling that people should spend time on it but i guess uh people have family people have like uh, regular like work but you can spend like differently your free time i don't know you have some different hobbies and if you if you're one of your hobbies chess 
if you want like so i if you want like to spend it on it why not i mean some people like just to play chess but someone like wants to improve in studying we are all like different like uh persons but i guess before like to start like i would just recommend like like to organize some kind of plan plan let's say and just try to follow to this like uh, routine not just like nowadays for example people new year started and everyone like thinks okay i do like something i don't know new like project and then maybe after one month you lose motivations or anything. what's your what's your new year's you, resolution and you like i don't know just uh i mean not everything goes like uh smoothly just um, you need to be like mentally maybe strong to mm-hmm. keep it uh, i think also it helps when you are not alone if you have if you can find like people who has the same interest as you just to do the same like to share with someone to like i remember okay i you you go like running early in the morning i don't know maybe seven o'clock it's not good weather and you feel okay maybe i will stay in the bed no but if you have some kind of friend with whom you agreed yesterday and whom you know that who who also maybe he will wake up maybe he will not but this kind of feeling you think oh he will wake up he will go out and you still in the bed and he will say ah lazy so he goes you goes and then you did some kind of right. training in the morning. i don't know this is just an example so maybe this is uh about like more efficient working in group than working alone not only about like chess in general now how, how do you i don't know in general it's like a problem for the companies i guess like yeah now people more working from home of course we have better like communications but maybe there is no like this kind of routine when you have a coffee together and maybe to share it something crack That's over it. a book and whatnot yeah, yeah. what how, what do you do um like right now like what what does your average like study day look like in your chess career well as i as i told i'm trying like to combine like still like studying some chess myself and also studying let's say preparing material uh for for the students sometimes uh writing some articles also i don't know in some moment also was also thinking maybe to write a chess book as well but i don't know i can see like few problems uh, with writing chess books uh one problem it's requires lots of uh time lots of energy and i don't know nowadays lots of also published information lots of books so i'm kind of wondering what could be like interesting for people like let's say for example opening books like people want to open it, but at the same moment you have opened it, but maybe in few months it's not 
it's outdated already. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Yeah, maybe it would be something interesting. Uh, practical experience, some middle middle games, position like general like improvement in chess. Well, this is usually what I'm sharing with in chess in chess classes. But okay, books requires more probably adaptation material, etc. And another problem, I I still like I don't know. If think that I don't know this uh, copyright uh, law etc in general like chess world is not like so big it's not like so many people but it's still like I don't know not in my opinion not still like working very well like to make some kind of let's say real profit from so this is kind of I don't know I think um, some small like problems like for content creators, etc. For the books, I in, in right now maybe what I like to do uh, just maybe to art to write some articles. It's much shorter, and I'm still like sh sharing some chess. Uh, there some chess experience. Oh, I don't know comment some games let's say it's not the same amount of uh, work like requires mm -hmm. for for the i don't know what i'm not once again expert with all this uh, uh stuff with how to do it the best way i I don't know. In, I just remember sometimes I was uh, reading, let's say, about uh, music, etc. This was all, always like promise with copyright. And I think it was... I was reading a book about Steve Jobs or something like, something like Apple Music, what they did, and they just each uh, like track or each song you can buy something like for 99 cents or something was they beat this uh, apple store and in the beginning it was like something like what it's like crazy yeah. like, it will never work but actually it's worked and now and now i guess like music you go on spotify or youtube of course you Just can take whatever you want yeah yeah you, the artists you, don't make anything because of it no i mean in on youtube uh, i think you can Depending how many like right uh, people listen your tracks, so you you actually even without concerts you can monetize. I don't know. For example, like Hikaru, he has like Twitch channel. He has like uh, this lots of YouTube channels. He's yeah, not doing I, this for fun. He's still like yeah. monetized. But I don't know. He is not like Hikaru is not like publishing uh, deep material like chess books one of his book what i was like found was i was so when i was in saint louis i played match uh, against him and i saw one book he, when he was co-author about bullet chess where he like explained how to play bullet i've actually seen that on i was thinking because I'm, I'm terrible at bullets so I, I, I was thinking maybe i'll just like buy that book on amazon <laughs> or something because it seemed fun I didn't know you it's just also interesting, like to not about like bullet, but about like uh, like Hikaru. Is, 
as a person, as an author, like yeah. in other aspects. I remember, uh, I don't know, I think you can find at least uh, usually, I didn't read the whole book, I was not really like interested in the topic, but you can find some sample pages before, like by it. Mm-hmm. And this was some kind of, uh, I remember sentences like, is bullet is the real chess? And like he comes said, no, it's not real chess, but it's fun or something. Like that. <laughs> and he like explained some kind of, you know, tricks, like you play E4, G6, you know, D4, Bishop, G7, Bishop, H6 or something, or D4, G6, Bishop, H6, like wait, your opponent removes Bishop, G7, and you play, like, it was funny. It was still, was uh, time, I think, when he played lots of on ICC or something, was... Uh, before him was another guy, I think from Germany, maybe, who was dedicated lots of time on online chess. Yeah, but Hikaru's a beast at online chess. No, well, well, I mean, now nowadays, of yeah. course, when you uh, when you say about online chess, you have Lee Chess, you have Chesscom, you have Magnus Chess uh, 24, lots of streamers, but I mean, when he wrote this book, I think it was internet Chess Club was the most popular uh, platform. Maybe Chessbase was doing some his own area, like play chess or something, but not not so much. So it was interesting. Like the the big. I was wondering what he will uh, write about this time, but now I guess he just don't have time right. for it. He's still like doing lots of this. Uh, stuff etc now do you watch like uh like like you mentioned naraditsky and, and hikaru do you watch their videos sometimes like when you're just chilling or yeah why not i can yeah. watch i mean i'm of course i i don't have time to watch like uh everything but yeah. sometimes you just join this is like about nice things about like internet about like streaming uh, you 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 join at, at any moment and you are like connected to you right it's not like you turn on tv and you need like old old tv i remember you need like to wait at eight o'clock starts your favorite movie i don't know and you then 30 minutes of during the movie would be some publicity it's like nowadays you don't like it you switch it I don't know. right sometimes I even find myself on YouTube videos uh, from the Blitz tournaments. Uh, I mean, when I played physically and where I can see myself and my opponent like in chess clocks. And I'm trying, sometimes I'm trying to guess. So what move I played here? Because Blitz, I, I, I couldn't remember games so well. Right. I remember more or less some moments, but not exactly each moment. It was funny, like after 10 years, sometimes I saw on position, I couldn't get the move, what I played, and then I played like a few seconds this move, move and then, wow, <laughs> just for my own guess. So just funny. strange feeling. I just, uh, maybe uh, I just, at that moment, I had more practice with Blitz. Um, also, I guess when you play like a real game, you are more like focused, more like concentrated more like uh, stress and at home you are kind of like relaxed <laughs> this is why 
it's more difficult to find a move what I played. Also, I guess now I understand deeper chess and at that moment I saw only like few options but now I can see maybe five or six options but for Blitz probably it's not so good because and there is so many options you do, right. you don't have time to think about options you just by intuition you should like choose uh, move what be like most playable most unpleasant for your opponent like to follow some plan but yeah I mean Mm, all, all information you could use for good or for bad. Like I don't, uh, it's like I guess the biggest problem now it's to find time for like everything. Right. That's why you should like put like priorities. What you can do, what you can't do. I even remember like uh, the most popular program among like uh, professionals chess base like for studying chess like now chess base 16 and they have also mega database and like each year it's like grows 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 and now it's maybe more than 8 million games but i don't know is anyone capable like to study 8 million games and i don't know i don't want to be like rude but just in some moment, I just limit my limited myself. Okay, just I would if I study some openings, maybe I would check games of players 2600 LO and higher. Because I just don't have time to check other games right. as well. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm missing something, but I need like to optimize for myself. Maybe I don't know, maybe in the future, in few years. Later, I would only put 2,700 player games and some top engine games and would be like this. I don't Well, uh, Ruslan, uh, this was a lot of fun. I hope we do it again. Where can my uh, my listeners uh, get uh, in contact with you? Okay, so thank you. I hope it was something like interesting. Oh, it's very interesting, personally. For people, I mean... I recently I'm not super like active on social uh, medias. Once again, not not like just difficult to find time for everything. And even this uh, podcast is it's it's happened. I'm sorry, but it was postponed, postponed, but right. finally we, we got did it. it. We, we got it. I hope yeah people will enjoy it, and if something people I guess can just. Send me some message on Facebook or Twitter. Right. If something interesting, I will try to answer as well. So let's stay in touch. And yeah. For sure. We'll do it again. And uh, I want to just thank all my listeners for, for checking out this episode. This is the first one uh, with, with video. So hope you enjoyed this. <laughs> um, I want to thank my uh, Patreon uh, subscribers, uh, specifically the Platinum subscribers. Uh, Paul Harbright, thank you very much for your support. Um, if you want to support the podcast you can check me out patreon.com slash 64 podcast i will want to thank my sponsor Chess, for sponsoring the video once again you can use code david30 to get 30 percent off your first month with Chess. uh the link is in the description below uh ruslan will do it again and uh this is a lot of fun and i uh, hope to have you back and uh yeah yeah okay yeah i remember you had some idea also to do some chess games yeah the problem, though, the this problem... time we didn't do but 
I, I would love I to, know. but my computer, I can't like actually <laughs> run like the stream and the like to do like Zoom and the OBS and and. The I guess game. it's also more important, uh, from my experience, internet connection. You need yeah. to have good upload uh, speed. But okay, yeah. I mean, in one moment. I mean, next, next time, next time I have you back, we'll we'll, we'll do that because uh, I mean I just need a stronger computer. So and I'm I'm in, I'm in a different country until. So like, Patreons uh, support podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> David can buy a better computer. Exactly. exactly. And we will improve exactly. content. So if you want better content, you gotta you gotta click that Patreon link below. So uh, yeah. Um, anyway, Ruslan, we'll do it again. And uh, my, to my listeners, thanks so much for checking out this episode, and uh, I'll see you next week. Okay. Thank you.